0: Welcome back to Elevate the Podcast, where we have candid conversations about life, agriculture, and rural entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Natalie Kovorek. It's a concern that the largest players in the country are coming together and their decisions are going to make an everlasting ripple in our food system.
1: And I'm Tara Vaynerdusen. The last one we had, that was the basis of nearly all major US food and nutrition programs that are in place still today, came from that conference 50 years ago.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Thursday episode. I hope you guys are all having a good day listening.
1: That reminded me. Do you remember when I used to start my lives on Instagram and I'd be like, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <That's-> I know. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome.
0: And then, <laughs> welcome, welcome. <laughs> and then da- well, okay. you gave
1: me so much crap. I stopped saying it I feel like it was like my thing.
0: I know. And now it's in my head. Actually, every time I go to start something, <laughs> I'm like, don't say hello, 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 because Dan makes fun of you. So the next best thing I came up with is welcome, welcome, <laughs> Hell, welcome, welcome, not welcome once, welcome
1: three times. You know what, though? If you think about um, Matthew We want you guys to feel All loved. right,
0: all right, all right. Yeah. You know, there's
1: something about threes, right? <laughs> so oh, we're in good company.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, welcome to the podcast. And
1: if you're still listening and haven't hung up on us yet, <laughs> we have a great episode for today.
0: We do. It's exciting. We're going to do another ag industry news, um, which will be kind of a not. I don't want to say heated topic, but it's it's interesting. There's a little fire there. There's a little
1: zest. So yeah, so we usually – we do every other industry news business shot, but we were just like – we have a lot of industry – like there's a lot of things happening in the world that we felt like we need to do address. So I'm sorry we skipped a week of business shots. We'll be back next week with Tara, Tara and I are like, do we need
0: two podcasts? One that we can do just <laughs> all of agriculture on and one we can do all business stuff on, so – Watch that, out. People. Yeah, that's we kind of where we're we at. Right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> Say a prayer for us and no. our husbands. <laughs> Before we jump in though, I do want to share with you guys. Last week we shared with you our resource advocacy guide that you guys can sign up and download. We will link that again in the notes as a reminder if you missed last week's episode. It is essentially a multi-page document that Tara and I have compiled our basically top resources that we use when advocating. So it is direct links to papers, research, white paper, like all the things that you guys want in your advocacy efforts and are always asking us like, where do you get this information? How do I back up this quote? How do I address this? You know, what someone is saying, Um, that resource guide is going to be really helpful for you guys. So you can go back and listen to last week's episode. Um, we'll link it in the show notes again. But this week, we want to highlight a different uh, resource that we made for you guys. It's actually for anyone who is interested in building an Instagram presence. So we have what we created, kind of a little self IG audit. Um, and it's a multi-page document that will essentially walk you guys through how to lay you know, a good foundation for building a good Instagram presence. So there's kind of four tips in there that we consider like our main things. And we kind of walk you guys through, you know, how to look at it, changes you can maybe make on your page. And really, hopefully by the end of the six pages, you guys have kind of updated you know, you've done a little Instagram audit on yourselves and um, improved your page um, and taken some tips and tricks to to carry yourself forward. So we will link that in our show notes. um, And please, please, please download it and get started sharing.
1: Yeah. And the the tips came directly out of our elevate at course the module on instagram so just if you were have ever been interested in taking our course go download the instagram audit and just get like a small taste like that module i think is how long is it it's like an hour it's a long module so if you if you like even remotely like the audit there is so much more in the course so um if you've been considering signing up maybe that'd be a great like you know freebie that you can download to check it out um, and just find out a little bit more about what we share and then um, we're going to be rolling out elevate the course um this fall so stay tuned for that october i know it's going to be here before we know it i know okay uh farm and ranch updates what do you got Oh my gosh! I'm so glad you said that. I literally was sitting here trying, being like, "Is what segment is next? Like, why can't I remember <laughs> is a farm and ranch update, or is it currently happening? I can't remember." Okay, so I'll go. F- are you good if I go first? It's yes, like you yes. usually go first. Okay, You're like our blind leader lead us away. <laughs> you know, I'm glad one of us knows what we're doing. So actually, on the dairy, Daniel has been reworking two things Dan and I were talking about this week or have been talking about. Um, Daniel completely reworked all of our vaccine protocols on our dairy for all stages of life. So calves, dry cows, uh, milking herd, everybody got brand new protocols for vaccines, which is kind of exciting because later this month, like just in a couple of days, actually, if you're on our email list, Um, We're going to be sending out some information on our vaccine protocol with Merck. So it was it was a really great time to kind of revamp all of that.
0: So did Daniel have to do that with a veterinarian? Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You um, may just actually, sound like he like just dusted them off or just, something. He just like was like, <laughs> I have all the ideas. <laughs> um, no, Daniel is adamant. So it's funny. Um, I don't know if I – I don't think I've ever shared this before, but uh, when Daniel first got out of college, our vet was just out of college. She went to Cornell and is just really into research and all sorts of things. And Daniel and my brother will actually share about how having a vet that really pushed you and like pushed the boundaries and like made you think about things, asked you the hard questions, it really shaped how both of them like now deal with cattle, how they like handled the dairy. My brother now does beef cows, but a great vet is like everything. I just, that's my plug for vets today. Snaps for vets. Snaps for vets. Thank you for helping us take care of our animals.
0: I like how you actually snap in everyone's ears.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. Everyone's (laughs) going to hate me. Everyone's going to be like, Tara's on mute. Like turn down the sound i actually recently just this past week it was like with a group of friends and somebody said something and i snapped for them and now like they had never heard that before and now it's like a thing in our friend group which is kind of funny um and it was a guy too and he was like so now we snap instead of clap you're like yes yes we do um so that's my update oh one other thing that daniel's been complaining about that i feel like is worth noting because maybe you guys have this too daniel cannot get ear tags like it's an issue i don't know if it's like a uh, still post-COVID supply chain issue, but we literally cannot get ear tags in. That's crazy. No, we have ear
0: tags everywhere. Oh we'll sell gosh. them to you for twice the rate. And you like have to say, come those pick, those pick them up. On eBay.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Well, we want to come to Nebraska. So that sounds great. Um, but okay. So maybe it's just us. Maybe Daniel's salesman hates him and will not sell
0: him. Well, I don't – I mean, this is probably a silly question, but do you guys have like a different tag than what we would use like for our ranch? Like do you guys have specialized dairy tags or something?
1: No, we have some requirements. Um uh there's like, you know, different laws about tags and branding and then we have like RFID tags. Do you, I don't do you guys RFID tag or no? Where you like scan the wand? No. I think no. that's more of a dairy thing. Yeah. Um, so we have yeah, there's two types of tags. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's been lot loads of fun trying to find tags. Yeah. It's literally I think I hear Daniel talk about your tags <laughs> on the phone every other day. <laughs> You, you could get him
0: some for like Christmas or his birthday. (laughs) No,
1: I actually recently had someone talk to me about a partnership about ear tags, and Dan was like, "Do it for free as long as they give us tags." (laughs) Like I don't care.
0: Oh well, I don't know. I feel like for my update, I've really just been anxiously awaiting our in-person mastermind. So we had our first, for anyone who's somewhat familiar, maybe looked into our summit we are offering. So along with the Elevate the online course, we also offer what is um, Summit, which is an in-person mastermind. It's actually in-person plus a little bit of online because it's like, two-month. I'm just making this so confusing, but it's like a two-month-long investment. So there's a two-day in-person in in the middle of it, and then there's like coaching calls around it. And so we had our first one on Sunday, which was – it's just so – No, wait. You are being confusing. I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you. Our first
1: online workshop with our – Yes, a small group of women. You were kind of like jumping all over the place.
0: Okay. Well, (laughs) keep up, listeners. Keep up. (laughs) Um, And then this
1: coming week, we are doing the the in-person portion. That's exactly what I said. Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I feel like being in a space like that has been a part of my – for a long time. You know, rural-rooted, I started at the beginning of last year. It's been almost, you know, two complete years. And so it's just always nice to get back into that container. And even though this was just virtually the first part, um, we do have the in-person coming up. And so I don't know. I feel like that's been on my mind a lot. So we'll be sure to share about that next week for our update, how the, the in-person portion went. But that's that's kind of my update. I'm just – I'm all things like the summit right now.
1: I'm glad you shared about that because it is a big part of what we have and we've been working obviously a lot on
0: it. So yeah. um, So even if you so guys true. didn't understand what I was talking about, at least know that that's what's on our hearts and minds right now.
1: Just DM me if you didn't understand. I'll break it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay, okay moving on to currently covening my turn this week and yes. i feel like you guys are gonna laugh at me about this one. i don't actually even know what you're
0: doing sometimes we know what each other's doing like we've told each other and other times like i don't not know what you're gonna say so. well i think the only
1: thing i told you was how hard i how i could not i mean i had so many different directions to go and i just didn't know which way i wanted to go yeah okay so, so do share here we are okay so we've been sourdough girlies now for like almost a month very exciting oh, so good it's going so good, except for I'm not one to obsess. I don't obsess about my weight, but I swear I've gained two pounds because I bake something every single day with the discard. And I am just a person that if it's in my house, I will eat it. Your sourdough cookie recipe—I've baked them four times. In the I last know they're—they're.
0: They're, I mean, they're so good, right?
1: Yeah, that dinner party with friends that I just talked about—I um, baked 24 that night, and we had two cookies <laughs> left the next day.
0: <laughs> well, I have a brownie recipe I can share with you if you need to mix it up.
1: Yeah, I, would, I think I need to. So, but what I got is I got a, so I got told the first day that I posted about my sourdough, I posted a picture of me with a metal spoon in my sourdough starter, which apparently is a massive no-no and like a great way to kill your starter because like, I don't know, the metal does something. I don't okay. know if that's
0: true or not, but Time I take that to heart. Where are my community members? Because no one told me that. Like, why are you guys all out there saving Tara and you're all leaving me <laughs> to kill my sourdough? You know, I have the problems killing the sourdough too.
1: I don't know if it's true, though. Like, I really, like, need more confirmation. But anyway, I was at Turquoise by the Water. Um, If you follow Natalie and I on Instagram, you know we love Turquoise by the Water. We love Blair. And she recently opened up an actual gift shop, like a real – like a location instead of just online. And I was in there browsing. And I found an olive wood spoon that's mini. Like, this big, and it's perfect size for my little sourdough jar because my jar is not very big, and so I was just having a hard time trying to get like a normal cooking sized wooden spoon in there. And so this olive wood spoon, first of all, it's really cute. I like set it on top of the sourdough. It's like a whole you know little mm-hmm. thing on my kitchen counter, it's and giving vibes, it's perfect. Good vibes, yeah, it's giving good vibes. And then um, I can stir and add my starter and discard and all that jazz with my sourdough. So.
0: I'm so happy you're currently coveting was Turquoise by the Water because I love Blair. You guys should check her out online. Um her Instagram is Turquoise by the Water. She sources really amazing. I have so many earrings from her. Actually Tara and I have like a sister set, which is really fun.
1: Yeah, our stones are by the same designer and the same piece of stone, but it's two different yeah. earrings, which I, Blair did that. Knew that and, and when
0: that with I us. came down to visit you, we got to, you took me into her store and it was so fun because she's very intentional about sourcing from like New Mexico. So, like, your spoon was probably made by a New Mexico um, artisan. So,
1: yes, I'm like 90% yeah. sure it is. Everything in her store is sourced from New Mexico, which is really cool because we're like, I mean, similar to Nebraska, we're like a small state. Like, you got to like represent your your local artists and your local designers and crafters. Oh, I
0: love that. Okay, well, we'll link Blair Turquoise by the Water in the the show notes, hashtag show notes, so that you guys can check her out if you want, whether it's for goods or jewelry, which is what I spend a lot of my money on with her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I was really proud of myself when I just bought the spoon and walked out of there without turquoise. I think even Dan was like very proud of you.
0: (laughs) That day you were going to – you were like shooting me eye darts. You were like – Because you were in and out and you didn't buy anything, and I was like moseying, and I had like an armful, and you were like, I took a conference call while you were in
1: there, had my conference call, like secured (laughs) a great deal. Remember, I came in like, yes, I'm so excited, and you were still shopping, and I was like, and and Blair was like, she's not going to be mad at you, and I was like, uh, uh, she is.
0: Yeah, I was like, (laughs) no, she is. She's actually mad at me right now Blair I have to check out <laughs> It's like freaking. I was like Natalie
1: I get it I love this store too and I get to come like twice a month and you obviously don't but I was like make your decisions and let's go
0: so oh. but you can
1: shop her online too so don't worry you don't I mean if you want to come to New Mexico we'd love to have you but otherwise you can shop online
0: okay, okay that's enough of that yes so moving into our industry news
1: you picked this one yeah you want to you want to jump in.
0: Yeah, I do. So it's kind of trending right now. It's composed of two guess how do I want to best explain this? So there is some I first saw it on Twitter. I don't know where you saw it, Tara. But there's um, some actually co- a
1: follower DM'd it to our Elevate page to see if we wanted to talk about it. So thank you.
0: Oh, okay. So there is conversation going around about in September the White House is having a conference on nutrition. But there is some, I don't know, I guess, debate going around or rhetoric going around about if this is good or not because of who is chairing it. So we'll link this because I feel like the photo, this is why I'm having a hard time explaining this because this graph that is what's been circulating around on different social platforms is really important to see like for this conversation because essentially what it is, is called the what's it called food the food compass and that was actually released back in 2021 and what that was is the food compass gives like top ratings to a whole different like variety of different foods um it's like a food scoring system and it was published by the nature food and it At ranks Tufts, foods yeah was it Tufts university was who like published it right
1: and then yeah ranks foods by to be encouraged to be minimized like green yes. is good yellow is medium red's bad
0: And it did have – like I was reading up about like different rankings and how it was and I I didn't get super dived into that. But this graph that's going around is essentially a shot of a bunch of different food rankings. And at the top is like watermelon, kale, uh, frosted um, (laughs) mini-wheats, honey nut Cheerios is up there, chips, sweet potato fries. Um, And as you go down, the very bottom thing, which is like danger red, like to be minimized – is ground beef. Um, Above that is cheddar cheese. And right above that is a whole egg fried in butter. So we'll, again, put this on our Elevate Ag page so you guys can see this because this is what the debate about is because the gentleman who headed this food compass is actually highly involved in the upcoming White House Conference on Food, Nutrition, and Health. And so Nina Teicholz, I mean, that's how I say her name. I'm not sure if it's correct. But she is the author of The Big Bat Surprise, which I will also link in show notes for you guys because that is a phenomenal book. I have read it. But she tweeted, I'd like to feel optimistic about White House Conference on Nutrition in September. But Guy in Charge created this food ranking system, Frosted Mini Wheats, Lucky Charms, Greater Than Whole Egg. Ice cream with nuts greater than ground beef. Honey nut Cheerios greater than egg fried in butter. Uh, Her tweet
1: just sums up the entire thing. Like, this is fantastic that the White House would like to finally have a summit or a conference on food and health and nutrition, what, 50 years after their first one? Since, obviously, we probably need more help in nutrition than ever. But, like, there's just not a planet – sorry, my brain is going a 1,000 miles a minute. But there's not a planet you can convince me that an egg fried in butter is worse for you than Lucky Charms. Like, no offense to Lucky Charms. I actually really love Lucky Charms. But I – I think my health would be a lot better if I ate a fried egg and butter every morning than a Lucky Charms. Like, what? What are we
0: talking about here? It's yeah, nice to me. it is. And so the big picture is, you know, are we concerned? Is it scary that someone who could put out that rhetoric, that information, you know, call it scientific, like this took over three years. Where did I write? I wrote this down. It took over three years to complete this study. It surveyed, 8,332 foods and took three years to complete. They call it the most comprehensive and science-based nutrient profiling system to date. It's aimed to clear up confusion to benefit consumers and policymakers. So are we concerned that, you know, the person who stands behind that and created that is, you know, a part of what's going to be coming out of, you know, the White House in 2022, which obviously is going to play probably a major impact in different food policy and just, you know, conversations.
1: And you can say like maybe – like, oh, well, nothing will come of the conference at the White House. The last one we had, that was the basis of nearly all major U.S. food and nutrition programs that are in place still today came from that conference 50 years ago. So – I do think there's cause like for concern and that real things could come from this conference in September. You know, some of the things that we're looking at is the food stamp program, SNAP, uh, school breakfast program, the uh, special supplemental nutrition program for women, infant, and children, WIC. Like massive programs in our country still use what was founded 50 years ago in that conference. So 50 years from today, we could still be using whatever this conference brings about.
0: Yeah. And I think that's interesting of itself. Like, can we pause for a second and talk about how this has only happened one other time in history? It was in the 1960s, and it was headed by um, Nixon was president then. And like you said, it's been 50 years since we have gotten, you know, the US, the White House has gotten together all of these different agencies to, you know, address health and, and food and hunger. And if we're on this role, I mean, it's obviously not mandated. So we don't know how often it'll be doing, but I doubt they'll be doing it yearly. So yeah, I think it is, it's a concern that the largest players in the country are coming together to convene together and their decisions are going to, you know, make an everlasting ripple in our food system. So... I feel like there's so
1: many ways that we could go with this. One of the things that I find super troubling is the fact that half of adults right now are have diabetes or pre-diabetes. Three and four are overweight or have obesity. And at the exact same time, undernutrition is also on the rise. And so we have tons of food insecurity. The foods that we're eating are, you know, high calorie, low nutrient. And I actually shared about the Tufts like Food Compass last year when it came out. And I got a ton of hate, um, obviously from different activists and stuff. Uh, and not even activists like people like defending it and saying like yeah lucky charms are health like you can can have lucky charms every day you shouldn't have ground beef every day and i'm just like what on earth and i recently shared about the nutrient index score on my instagram that like we need to be ranking Foods also based on, like, the nutrient – how nutrient-dense they are. And what concerns me about this food compass, when you think about it in terms of obesity, um, undernutrition, all of those things, is that we are putting – we are saying that frosted mini-wheats scores an 87 and whole milk scores a 49. Mm-hmm. So high-calorie foods that don't actually have any nutrients in them. That's, like, just – I don't understand it at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a nutritionist or a registered dietitian, but –
0: I read that one of the reasons why they – that you see the ranking is because like that cereal has been like fortified with vitamins and minerals. And so that's why – like that's what how they're defending their their ranking of the food system. The other thing I found really alarming about this, I guess, is kind of when the Food Compass came out, there were – not just Tara that was critiquing it, but there were, <laughs> there were other people <laughs> out only... there. Yeah, There were other individuals out there who had a lot to say about their concerns for this Food Compass. There was – this Dr. Tile Beal, he is the research advisor at the Global Alliance for Improved Nutrition, which is GAIN. Um, he led a pretty large critique of it. And he has been trying to like have conversation, I guess, with the Food Compass and the publication by Nature Food, um, and is just getting like denied and blocked for that conversation. And so that's the other thing that worries me about this like upcoming house summit is like, again, if there is, you know, pieces that are that come out of it, um, that are concerning, what's the open dialogue about these disagreements. It's just, it's really frustrating to me that there, I feel like there is power at source that puts out information that sways consumers. And then when they're challenged upon it, you know, doesn't take the time to, or, you know, doesn't want to, you know, have a conversation or dialogue around it. And so that's the other thing I'm just worried. Like if this is the same guy that's ahead of the white house, um, you know, what's it look like afterward for when all those pieces roll out.
1: Another thing that thinking about, I listened to a really good podcast. Actually, you recommended it with Alex. What is his last name? I think it's Epstein. Epstein, Epstein. Yeah. I don't know. It was something I cannot oh, remember. Anyway, he was talking about one of the things I really appreciated. He was talking about was like when people are like, all doctors recommend or all, and yes. you read that at the very beginning. You said that, um, you know, this is the most comprehensive. Most experts agree. When I posted about it last year, that is not true. I had lots of registered dietitians and others that were in agreement. Like just as an example, whole milk scores almost the same as almond m ms If you're a consumer, you're trying to make it easy for them. In my mind, you're basically telling them you can drink the same amount of milk and like same amount of chocolate covered almonds and that's as good for you. And like, that's not the case. I know. Uh, So I just hate how they put that blanketed statement that's like, this is the most, like who, who decided this is the most comprehensive like science document and who are these experts and what are their degrees and what are their backgrounds and like I don't know kind of like I hate to be the person that's like who's paying their bill because I think really good things can come out of industry so I don't like to say that but at the same time I am just like curious of like who's paying their bills
0: yeah well another thing I think it proves to which I was reading in an article they were talking about like outdated hypotheses die hard like kind of once you ring that bell it's hard to undo it and I feel like there is such still such like for example there's still such a rhetoric around like cholesterol you know eating fat, then you're gonna be fat, despite the science, just prove a lot of and that's why this book that this Nina Teicholt, who originally sent this tweet that we just did, her book goes into all of this. And I found it it I just could not consume that book fast enough. You should actually read it, Tara. I know I should. I'll add it. But to it's my like list. we have such, you know, bigger picture stepping back. We have our food system, we have such a problem with misled misinformation you know, still creating policy and ideas and recommendations off of things that have been disproved, but are still common rhetoric because hypotheses, they just die hard. I mean, I don't know. Well, and I feel like our government, let's just be honest, it moves so slowly.
1: So if you have new research, new data that is proving that like butter, we're going to use butter for an example because I just think that butter has like been a really hot topic that we were told it was bad and that you should have margarine and you should have this and that. And now a lot of the research is like, there is nothing wrong with having like butter with your whole fried egg. And yet on this scoring system, it gives it a 29. So it's in the red. So to be minimized is a whole egg and butter. And it's like that's such outdated information and then going back to the fact that we haven't had one of these conferences in 50 years is watch we're going to have things established here at this in 2022 and it will be 2072 oh my whoa gosh. think about that yeah what are, and what are we, we doing will be when like we're old yeah we're old, <laughs> we're old. We're like 85 um sorry <laughs> getting not great at math on this podcast um but we will still be having things that they're going to be like, seriously, in 2022, they thought this was a good idea. And that's what really worries me is just our government moves so slow that they just will. They, they're they already behind. And now here we're going to set policy that may affect us for the next 50 years. And it's, it's already not helpful information.
0: Well, and if you want to get into conspiracy, you could say that like animal proteins are literally, you know, anything that has to do with animal agriculture is literally at the bottom of the chart, right? Oh, Butter, my gosh. Everything. Beef. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could feed yeah. into even like, I don't know, is there that as part of it, which I always love bringing a little conspiracy theory to the podcast. So
1: the first thing that's on the list of being high is skinless chicken breast, and it ranks 61 to be moderated. It ranks below egg substitute fried in vegetable
0: oil. I love that. I loved egg substitute. I was like, I would love to know what egg substitute is made out. I don't even know. What is egg chicken substitute made out of? Chicken
1: scores below French fries and chips. Yeah, I know. I like it's it just I know. And watermelon, it, watermelon scores 100. Don't get me wrong, I love a good watermelon. I don't think I could sustain my life on watermelon. So to tell me to be encouraged, I don't, like so I'm supposed to eat watermelon all day long because actually I think that's really dangerous. So
0: well, two things just popped in my head. One, I thought watermelon literally had no nutrients. It's like 95% it it's, water, which I guess can, water is good for you.
1: No, but, because I read recently from a registered dietitian that some veg or some fruit that has so much water can actually like, you know, cause digestive issues um because it has so much water in it and if you're drinking a lot of water. So, no, I like I mean, I think everything in moderation. Like I don't want to say like I think watermelons are bad. I don't think chips are bad. I just don't understand the scoring system. Yeah. I feel like I'm on a soapbox now.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. Step step down. I'm very
1: heated about this.
0: So, well, anyway, we'll share this graph for anyone who has not seen it. Um, And what I think we actually need to do is follow this um, once the White House actually has the conference in September and see what does come out of it. Because right now we're just making a lot of assumptions about what it's going to go like based off this and we don't know yet.
1: Agreed. I mean, I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'd love I, the last thing I guess I'll say, I wish I knew. Maybe we'll research this. Is are there people from AG attending? Like who's attending this? Who's going? Who's going to be represented there? Um and yeah, we'll keep an eye on it and share updates as we get them. Okay. So, in that awkward transition as always when Natalie and I <laughs> jump from a super heated debate to our community recipe, <laughs> we have a great community recipe today.
0: Yes, yeah, so our community Recipe actually comes from a listener, Ellen Olfke, um High Test Ag. She is um, out of Minnesota. She shares online as um, her name, Ellen I'm like butchering her last name um, and I've met her, so I should know how to say her last name. Um, so anyway, we're link her in the show notes. She shares, she does a lot of like mealtime prep for farming, harvest. She shares a lot of their farm life from Minnesota. She really aims to make mealtimes easier. So she will link her, but she messaged in, she was torn. She said she was torn between sharing a Minnesota classic, a tater tot hot dish, and then her sweet apple pork chop recipe. Um, but she ended up sending in her tater, which I kind of want to ask her for the pork apple pork chop one because she sent in her tater tot hot dish, which actually looks phenomenal too. But the apple and pork one sounds delicious, so we will link this in show notes. Um, it looks like it's a great recipe for family, an easy weekend go-to meal, or a comfort dish on a cold weekend, which fall is setting in. So um, a lot of these warmer dishes are going to be in our family household. I'm not ready for that yet. I know But you're I'm not. excited I was, for
1: that recipe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It looks phenomenal. Um, it looks really easy, which I, was one of the things I love about it. Um, and obviously as a household of boys, um, it looks like it's very filling. So we'll link this in the show notes. Thank you to Ellen for sending this in. I also love that it's um, a hot dish. I think there's like a lot of, cause we call them like casseroles. I don't know. What is New Mexico? It's like a Midwest kind of.
1: Like in my mind, a casserole is where it's like the whole dinner in one dish cooked together. Yeah, like that's it's what this is. Meat. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's, that's what, what I'm, I'm just clarifying that that's what we're okay. on the same page. Okay. <laughs> like yelling at you through the podcast.
0: I know. <laughs> oh, my God. If anyone is
1: <laughs> still listening to this, I'm so sorry. I feel like we've yelled this whole time.
0: Oh. So anyway, prepping for fall, the Minnesota classic, a tater tot hot dish. Uh, we'll link it in our show notes. Thank you for sending that in. And as always, if you guys have a
1: recipe you want to share with us, we'd love to see it. And just DM us. Send it to us on the Elevate Instagram page. You can find us at Elevate Ag underscore. Um, And
0: we will share it on the
1: podcast.
0: And as always, thank you guys for tuning in to another Candid Conversation on Thursday. We would appreciate any share, any review, any rating you guys would want to leave us. Um, It just really helps us with our podcast rankings and um, getting it out there for more people to listen to. So we appreciate you guys so much and we will see you guys next week.